Hey, give your shitters, Brandy here, and you are listening to episode number 10 of the Tea on Sustainable Living podcast. Welcome to part two of my chat with longtime friend and number one fan of this podcast, Kelly Pisillo. If you haven't listened to part one yet, episode number nine, go back and listen to that now or after, your choice. In part one, we spill the tea on healthcare and anesthesia, and in this episode, number 10, Kelly spills the tea on motherhood and some of the sustainability environmental struggles that she now faces as a mom. And if you did skip part one, you missed me telling you that Hannah could not join us for this chat, but she will be back for episode number 11. I hope you enjoy this episode, and I will see you soon. Like, real soon. After this music. Hello and welcome to the Tea on Sustainable Living podcast, where your hosts, Hannah and Brandy, try and help each other navigate the big, messy, gray area of giving a shit about the planet, and hopefully helping you along the way. Each episode, we have honest chats about our sustainability fails, sometimes amongst ourselves and sometimes with guests, while also leaving you with a little sprinkle of hope and inspiration to keep on giving a shit. So, go make yourself a cup of tea, get comfy, and let's dive into the episode. So, Kelly, you're a mom of two. First of all, I just don't know how anyone does it. Just the idea of bringing life into the world and then you're responsible for them is <laughs> just seems like it's just a whole thing, to put it very lightly. It's a whole thing. And then but being a mom yeah. in general, it's like <laughs> as soon as you become a mom, it's like the uh, – what's what's the expression? The wolves ascend. Descend? The wolves? All, everyone comes at you with all their thoughts and opinions and then now bring in a sustainability element to it and like ah, how does your head not explode it does uh, that's what zoloft is for <laughs> <laughs> it but yes and it is amazing to me baby number two was easier but baby number one was very hard it is amazing to me how many people think that like they that you require their advice mm. like i don't the amount of people who like hate everything that you do. I think that's also because in motherhood, <laughs> it's in motherhood, it's like you have so many options because like you just have so many options. Like, do you breast or bottle feed? Do you use cloth diapers or disposable diapers? Do you um, I don't know, send them to daycare, get a nanny, stay at home, like somebody stays at home. Mm. What like you're just like, there's decision after decision after decision. And the amount of people who are like, let me just give you my thoughts on this matter. And you'll be like at a playground <laughs> and it's some woman, you don't know who she is. And she's like, I'm just going to tell you what my thoughts on you breastfeeding your child are. Like, I, don't, I think generally <laughs> all of that comes from maybe like a, um, an underlying insecurity about like what that person is doing and whether they're yes. doing it right. Because I think everyone just, all moms seem to just, I mean, you're constantly battling or defending all of these other opinions <laughs> while questioning everything yourself, because you, why wouldn't yes. you, you're responsible for a human and like, oh, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? And my mom constantly says like, babies don't come with a manual, which they totally should. <laughs> I swear we used to give better discharge instructions, sending somebody home after they lost their appendix. Like if somebody was going home post-operative at the hospital that we worked at together, we would sit there mm -hmm. and like go through eight pages of documents and be like, pick up this drug at this pharmacy. Mm -hmm. And you have this follow-up appointment that's already been prearranged for you. And like, here's all the things that you need to do. And you 
getting discharged from a maternity ward is wild. The nurse comes in and goes, I did it at two separate different hospitals. The nurse comes in and goes, would you like a wheelchair? And, and like, so the first time I was like, I guess like, do we, cause the hospital that we worked at, you don't just like let somebody walk off. You have to wheel them to their car. So I was like, I, I get like, can I leave now? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And she brought the wheelchair into my room and left it. And I, and I was like, oh, do, what, what do we like do with this? <laughs> and she, <laughs> she meant for the wheelchair to be like, we put the car seat with the baby in it on the wheelchair and we wheel the ba- wheel the baby out of. And so me and my husband and the ba- and Joey, our baby at the time in a car seat, in a wheelchair stood at the nurse's station, waiting for somebody to like, give us permission to leave. And the nurse was like, do you need anything? And I was like, I don't know. Do you, do I need, do you want me to sign something? Like, I'm just going to leave here with <laughs> child. Do you like want my home address or something? I don't know. Like, I don't know. That same nurse, though, I also asked if I could change my daughter out of the clothes that they had her in. And she looked at me like I had five heads. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Please, somebody help me. Tell me what to do. I know. I was like, am I am I allowed? Like, I have a cute little outfit for her. Can I put her in that outfit? And she was like, yeah. What? What? Why not? It's like, I don't know. Isn't she yours? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's why I, I can't imagine. That is so wild. It was really weird. Um, but yes, yeah, so they don't give you instructions or a manual and everybody's got different opinions. And like now you had brought um, in our like pre podcast four second text message discussion because we <laughs> really did a lot of research. Um, you had said about a lot of people don't want to bring a child into today's current world. So that's like another thing I see on social media all the time, mm-hmm. which I think I'm like a millennial that has like the opposite opinion of the rest of the planet, which I sort of feel guilty about as well. But I don't think it's like that bad right now. Okay. So pandemic's pretty terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, Potential outbreak of World War III is pretty terrible. Um, The environment is pretty terrible because our parents and grandparents screwed us over. Mm. But as far as like raising children in today's day and age, I would say, although moms are really mean to each other and women are really mean to each other, there is this whole other side to it of like, my mom and grandmother were not allowed to complain about how hard motherhood is. And I can Mm. outwardly to everybody. I can tell strangers that I think my kids are, can I curse? Yeah, absolutely. I think my kids are assholes (laughs) and two-year-olds are assholes. And like, I can say that because I live in the 21st century and like mm-hmm. there is a group of moms who support each other's belief that like being a mom is really hard and we and we have a lot on our plates and nobody's doing it perfect and nobody's doing everything right and at the end of the day we are humans um and we're all just trying our best mm-hmm. So that I think is really important. And I know like my mother didn't have that kind of support and my grandmother did not have that kind of support. And I also, I also always come from a point of like, I'm a woman. I would never go back in time. Like Mm. there's no other decade that seems to me safer than the one that I'm living in right now. And the one that I'm raising my child, my daughter in now. 
Like we had this conversation, um, in the office yesterday where like, I give my daughter full fledged rights to, if she tells somebody to stop touching her, she's allowed and they won't. She says it several times. She is allowed to use physical force to get them to stop touching her. And I don't give her a hard time about it. And this mom on the playground a couple of weeks ago turned around and was like, oh, your daughter just shoved my son. Um, and I was like, um, your son was, had, did not receive consent for the hug he was trying to give her. And my daughter asked nicely, like three or four times, yelled at him and he still ignored her. So yes, yeah, she can shove him. You should really teach your son about consent. And I'm allowed to say that now, yeah. but I don't think you could say that 50 years ago. Mm-mm. So I do, I am ha- like the environment is scary, but I am happy to be a mom in this century because I think my daughter will have more rights than I had. And I have more rights than my mom had. So that is wonderful. Do you feel any like pressure to like do things a certain way, do things differently because of the environment or to be more sustainable? Like because of your kids, like has I do because I have to make the planet good for them. Mm. It's like this. That's that's the argument that I think people who are like anti kids for environmental reasons is like, I don't want to bring kid in the world if like their future is like questionable. Yeah, it's like any forest fire, anything that's a personal decision or should be a personal individual decision. Like you can't make a blanket statement. Like you just can't. Yes. No, I agree. And, you know, before I had kids, recycling wasn't that important to me or like different like odds and ends things weren't that important to me because I was like, whatever, like, I'm not going to outlive this. Like whatever happens to the environment is going to happen after I die. Then you have kids and all of a sudden it's like my great, great, great <laughs> have to have soil. Yeah. Like you feel really responsible <laughs> for people that don't even exist yet. You're like, oh my God. It is that like I've spread my seed and I've like I have these things that I now have to make sure are safe forever. Uh yeah, no, it's really it's really bizarre. And my my dad went through it. Like I remember my dad starting to recycle when we were in like high school and he would like adamantly like stand over the sink and soap and water wash out plastic containers and dry them out and and me and my brother would stand there and be like why are you, why are you washing the trash? <laughs> like throw the trash away. And he'd be like, you can't have food in recycled plastics or they won't recycle it. And like, I need for you two to have a planet one day. Me and my brother would like roll our eyes. And now I have kids and I'm like, no, I understand why he was cleaning trash. Like, <laughs> get it. Like, you just clean trash for your children because you need for them to be safe. Thing that happens. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Without getting on a, a tangent about recycling and plastic and whether that's, I mean, that's a whole other issue. And yeah, Hannah and I did a whole episode on plastic and it's a, it was very good. That's it's, oh, thank you. I think that is, that can definitely lead you down a gray spiral or, or what's Hannah's new, newly coined term, quagmire of doom. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, and, and what is what I'm doing, like really making a difference? Like you have this, this desire to, to make a difference for yourself, for your kids, for the future, for the planet. But like, how, like, when you get so many like mixed messages, how do you know that like what you're doing is like the right thing or the best thing? And right. I don't, I use disposable diapers cause I just can't like, I honestly can't. And I definitely have thrown away clothes that have poop stains on them that I cannot wrap my head around trying to get the stain out. Like, I'm so sorry. I know that's terrible, but I, I can't sometimes the day is just like, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. do this. I'm just going to throw it away. 
However, the difference I will say in sustainability that I've done between Joey and Jack is like my first, my oldest, who's five and a half now, I was like adamant, like she needs brand new clothes and brand new sneakers. I'm going to spend $45 on this pair of like purple air Jordans that she's going to wear for three and a half days. And then she's going to go through a growth spurt and they won't fit her again. And I feel like we wasted so much money on like clothes that we never took the tags off of and shoes that she never really fit into. And then I kind of went in the opposite direction with Joey, where I was like, I'm just going to get five pairs of $10 shoes instead of one pair of $50 shoes because like we need options. We need different sizes. We need whatever. And so then that I don't know was the right way to go because cheap shoes are like not good for kids feet either. Whatever shoe can say that they hurt, blah, blah, blah. So it was like this whole back and forth. Now I got invited to join this group. It's called pass it along baby edition. And it's essentially County moms who are in it, obviously, just post lightly used things. It's like toys. Um, sometimes it's food. You would actually be really impressed. Sometimes it's food. It'll be like, these things are going to expire in a month. They're not expired yet. I'm not going to use them. Will somebody use them? People put up like cupcakes that like were brought to a party that nobody in our family is going to eat. Will somebody eat these cupcakes? Like, it sounds silly, but like, it's just like a whole bunch of moms trying not to throw things away mm. and trying to like spread the wealth or whatever. I but that. people will post like, I just posted my son outgrew his size four sneakers. So I posted my size four sneakers, like who needs size four boy sneakers. And, um, they're going to be picked up tomorrow. So I've gotten rid of like all, like all my son's walkers and like, a couple strollers, like there's big ticket items. People get people swap cribs or like people will swap a crib for a toddler that whatever. And it's just like, here are things that like my kids have outgrown. I don't want to throw it away. I don't want to, I, I don't want to personally give it to like a charity organization. That's then going to sell it to poor mm. people. Cause I hate that thought process. Mm. So I don't like necessarily donating it to to stores that are going to then sell it to people who can't afford anything. Mm. So, um, but I just donating it or giving it to someone directly for free that needs it. Yes. You need this right now. You take this from me. Or a lot of times it's like people post like a literal black trash bag and it's like size zero to 12 month baby clothes. And they're like, who wants it? And inevitably there's a pregnant person on there who's like, I'll take it. And they like go and pick it up. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love so, that those those groups are in like any like most major cities um in the States yes. and Europe. I love that they create like a sense of community too. You get to know the people oh, yeah. who are living in your and city. And we swap like we swap like a co- like one woman, her son was born early and was in the NICU, so I was giving her breastfeeding stuff. And then I also like recommended a lactation consultant to her. And like, so now we talk and her kids safely out of the NICU. I'm so excited. for. But you know, like now I've gotten to know some of my neighbors because of it. And also I get rid of the crap that is in my, because children come with a lot of crap (laughs) and it is so large. So I've gotten rid of a lot of crap. And also like, if there's toys on that, like I've gotten so many of Jack's toys off of this website because Mm -hmm. it's free and it's all like babies don't play with toys that long you know like 
you just Clorox it once and it's, and whatever, or like wash with soap and water once and let it dry. And it's perfectly fine. I mean, that brings up a whole thing of like, you know, wanting to create this like sterile bubble around your kids when really they need to be exposed to more things to like build their own immune system and fight stuff off yes. for themselves. Yeah. So I, I would say like this pass it on um, baby group is probably the biggest thing in sustainability that I've done mm-hmm. as a mom. And like Jack has very little brand new clothes or brand new shoes. Like if he got it for Christmas or his birthday, for sure. But I am no, no longer going and purchasing him like brand new sneakers because I can just get a pair. Yeah. And he kids know the destroy difference. everything. Yeah. Kids destroy everything anyways. So, <laughs> I mean, I love them. I probably sound like I hate children. I love kids. I work at a pediatric hospital. That's how much I can't get enough <laughs> of kids. But like, I, it just makes me laugh when, when if thinking about my like mom of Joey, where I was like, oh, I got to make sure she looks clean. Mm-hmm. I don't want people like judging me that she doesn't look clean or that she can't like, we can't afford nice new clothes. Like, I don't well, But like, it doesn't matter if you put on like, Dolce and Cabana on your kid, like he's going to throw up on it. So what is the point of putting that on him? And now I'm so much less stressed out because I'm like, oh, well, if I got this t-shirt from like a mom who got it from another mom, I'm like, okay, well, it's already cycled through a couple households. If he pukes all over it and I just cannot, it makes me feel way less guilty throwing mm. it away. Yeah. Like this t-shirt has done well. <laughs> it's gone. I think that's yeah. right. I think, uh, I mean, I'm not a mom, but it just seems like there's so much, there's so much to like worry about, you know, here, their well being, making sure they turn into a decent human being. They're like getting caught up in like going down grace bows and getting caught up in little things is like maybe not the best way to like, you know, use up your energy. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I think, you know, moms who, who do use the, the um, reusable cloth diapers, like I've, I've had coworkers who were like adamant, no, no, I'm like doing this for the environment. And I think that's great. If it's, you know, just a part of your life, like how something like me bringing reusable containers wherever I go, that's just become a part of my life. And it doesn't yeah. seem like it's such a big thing. But if, if it's something that does seem like such a big thing to you, and it's just not like doable, then, then yeah, do what's do what's best. You focused your your energy on like the parts that matter. And if you can like make swaps or other changes um, that are quote unquote more sustainable, then great, do them. And then talk yes. to your kids about them as as they get older and why why you do certain things. And then it'll just become a part of their their way of living. Yes. And Joey was wearing the dress that you got her. Oh, the second I bought off um, a secondhand website. Where was it? Um, Thread up or something. The yes. purple one or the red one. The purple one. She likes. Oh, she yeah, loves like the, the like princessy one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, she was wearing it yesterday, and it actually like, I know your mentality, but I feel like you know when you're like, oh, I don't know. In my head, I'm like, if my sister in law came in and said that she bought my kids like a whole bunch of clothes from, uh, I don't know, Thread Up or Goodwill or something. Like, here you go. There's a part of me that probably would have been like, ugh, ew, why did you do that? Like, don't get them anything. Like, I don't know. But now I watch my daughter who is very particular about how she dresses. Just like have like does not care. She has these two really cool outfits that she loves that were like not brand new. She has no clue. She doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wash all. Cl- I mean, I wash clothes that I get from like a department store the second I buy them because, you know, they were sitting in a factory somewhere with rat poop. So I wash <laughs> 
thing as soon as I get it. But like, she loves them. And now I'm like, I don't know why I ever like would have been like, ew, about it before. I just watch mm-hmm. everything anyways. Yeah, it's it's a mentality shift. And once you like make that shift, it's like, oh, who cares? Whatever the sustainable thing is. Yeah, it just becomes like not a big deal. My relief is coming in five minutes. Okay. Just putting it out there. <laughs> no worries. We can wrap this I've up. I've been here for 24 <laughs> hours. Oh, that's too many. Yeah, go home and get some rest. Um, I mean, I read an entire book and watched a couple episodes of Criminal Minds, but. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I can't complain about that. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kelly, for coming on. And I'll leave you any any links that we, we mentioned um, in the show notes. And um, I don't know about specific, like, no buy or swap groups, but just places where you can go in general to like find one in your community because it will depend on where you are. And yeah, I'd love yes. to have you back on in the future to chat more about sustainable things. Just, I don't know, start collecting your questions um, <laughs> and I'll collect your voice notes and we'll bring you back on uh, when Hannah can join us and we can have a chat, the three of us. So yeah, thank you so much and hope you have a good rest of your day and listeners, we will see you later. See you later, give us shitters. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of the tea on sustainable living podcast if you made it to the end we can only assume that you've enjoyed this episode please consider sharing this with a friend or family member who could use some support on their sustainability journey and find us on instagram at the tea on sustainable living and let us know what you liked about the episode all right give a shitters to you later get it to you later as in see you later so funny Why?